And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. I wish to offer Doc Manson at Doc Manson uh, a formal apology. Um, oh, I don't. I don't know that I actually uh, need to, but I will. I like where this is going because for many, many years now, I feel like at least three years or so. Uh, that's many, many in my book. Shut up. Uh, okay. I have sung the praises of backdoor donuts. Ah, yes, you have Durangan Canyon Matthews at the DC Matthews. And backdoor donuts has been sung quite praisily on these airwaves over many a years. And I stand by that. I'm sure you do. Um, but finally, when the good doctor and his good wife go uh, to the place where one could get backdoor donuts um they were not aware and again i don't think it was my responsibility to tell them but it would they're well 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 we were aware we didn't show up to 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 the door of backdoor donuts and go let us in like I, i i did know even before getting upon the ferry to convey me oh to my destination that they were not going to be open, but it did not make it sting any less. Um, when I, when I went to that webpage and, and determined that, Oh, we are going to be in, in the general vicinity for half a week. Mm. And we're going to be in the vicinity for a day. And it did not matter which day upon which we went at no time. Yes. Was this establishment going to be open because they were closed three out of the four days yes. of the week? Yes, staffing shortages uh, have caused all over the island, from what I remember, um, and also the fact that it's still not prime travel season have caused them to only be open a certain amount of times. Uh, I will let the apology stand. I will not retract it. I considered retracting it, but I will not. Um, but you know, we didn't have an episode last week. Doc was. On vacation. Uh, I do hold you personally responsible. I will try to give you a donut from a back door at some oh point. <laughs> I don't know if I like where that's going, but. Uh, how are you? How was the vacation? You look tan. How was your week? How, how, are, uh, how, how are things? Things were good. Had a good time on the vacation. That was our first time going over to the island. Yes. Um, I was there once as a child, but I don't really think that counts because it was a very long time ago. Sure. I was young. And at that point, I think we took a bus tour. Um, this is my first time going to the island as an adult. First time purchasing a bus pass and figuring that out and hopping from town to town. And um, I don't know, DC. I wasn't overly impressed. That's like, that's okay. Uh and maybe again, maybe it's because I was out of season and all that. But like the thing is, like, like comparing the island to the mainland sure. where we normally go, sure. It 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 just struck me as 
more of the same, maybe a little sleepier, maybe a little a little more newing, you know, like a little sleepier, a little quieter. Uh, but but I don't even know if that's true. And you go in season, maybe it's even busier out there. But yeah, it's just like every other shop. It's it's either a, a New England style nautical themed knickknacks or it's an ice cream shop or it's a restaurant. It's like, you know what I mean? Like it's. Yep. It, it's very, very similar. And I, I don't know. And maybe again, maybe back backdoor donuts would have uh, swayed my opinion. Otherwise, I, I don't know. But it just it just seemed. Why did I why did I sit? For an hour and a half on a ferry? To, oh, it doesn't take this? that long. It doesn't take. It's well, 45 it took 45 minutes, minutes out and 45 oh. minutes back. So, and then on top of that, the, the ferry ride itself is 45 minutes. And then you have to get to wherever it is you're parking. You've got to take the shuttle. And they tell you to get there an hour early. And then you're waiting. It, it, it's, it, and don't get me wrong. We didn't get there a whole hour early. That's what, that's, that's what they tell you. Um, but I, we didn't do that necessarily. But we did have to walk from where we were staying to the steamship authority to take the shuttle, you know, you're waiting for the shuttle to show up and you get on the shuttle and you're riding the shuttle and you get to the the slip and then you're waiting for the actual ferry to come and you get on the ferry and you're waiting some more. So it is a lot of waiting. Yes, it is a lot of waiting. And again, part of that's probably on. It would probably seem more worth it if we weren't going for just a single day. That's it. That's it. But, I, you know, because and. I know. I will say my favorite part, my favorite part of the whole thing was the ferry ride, though. So don't don't take that as I'm disparaging that process because that was fun and sitting on the boat and being on the water. It was a nice day. We had beautiful weather. We're sitting out on the deck. Okay, good. You were outside. Like, yeah, like it was it was nice. That was that in and of itself, I, I feel like was worth the cost of admission for the ferry tickets. Never mind where it was bringing me. Like that service, just I think I think cruise tickets cost more than the ferry ride, and frankly, the ferry ride is about as much of a cruise as I'm looking for. Yeah, I was gonna say, I know you will hate this comparison, but um, there was a time years and years ago we happened to go. We were going. We went and stayed with tall guy and his wife before kids were in the picture. They had rented a place on the Cape and we took them to the vineyard and they were also kind of like, so is this it? I don't know that the vineyard is a great day trip. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's, but that is what we do when we go to the Cape. Like we kind of just lays about and we do go to the restaurants and, you know, we do, you know, uh, seek out local novelties, whether it be a a lighthouse or, or a farm or, or whatever would have you. Like we're not looking for excitement necessarily. We're not looking to do something per se. It just seemed like a whole lot of hubbub for more of the same. So what I like is the Cape I find is very touristy in the, the mini golf, the, the seafood shack, the, you know, mid Cape very much. Yes. The tourist. Yes, yes. absolutely. Um, and that's fine for a bit, but you know, I enjoy going. There's something about the disconnect. It happens to us. Every time we go, you get on the boat and it is a trek, figure out where to park, park. You're paying for parking to leave your car for, you know, three or four days. 
you, you're lugging your bags onto the shuttle. You're taking the shuttle. You're lugging your bags onto the boat. Um, I don't know why you would need to get there an hour early, but that I'm sure is what they suggest. Um, I think it's so you don't miss the ferry. Sure. But if you're walking on, there's a ferry every hour or so. So we just, we don't ever time it. We just go and whatever the next ferry is, we get on it. But that's just how we do it. Um, But once you're there, like, you know, it takes a certain level of emergency to make you leave. Otherwise, you're like, the world is going to just keep happening. And we're here. And it would take a great effort for us to pack our stuff, get back on the ferry, do all of that. So there is something nice to the kind of disconnect when you're on the island. Mm. But I don't think you- I guess I, I guess I could understand that. So I, 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 I think I get that feeling when I'm on vacation, no matter what. Yeah. So so but I, I, I could see that being true for, you know, for some because people. you yeah. can you ride the bus around. And you're like, oh, we're going to go here. We're going to walk. We decided that we've had some farm and we decided to take the bus to a certain place. We got off and we walked a mile and a half to where the farm was. And we went to the farm and then we walked a mile and a half back into town and got back on a bus. So it was a long day, but you have the time to do that when you're there for an extended period. So I guess, but how was the vacation outside of it? Tell me about this dog who, whom I was supposed to see, but I was too distracted by your crotch. I I know you do have this unholy fascination with my genitals, DC. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, no, Brody was 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 wonderful. Brody was great. Brody was 188 pounds, and he was a hell of a hell of a piece of dog. He was just huge. He's up to your. He was. He was. You know. He was table height. Sure. And he could knock you down if you wanted to. He was huge. Does that make he was wonderful? He was a love. Does that make you want a big dog? Not really. Okay. Just curious. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not looking to get my arm broken when it decides to walk one way. And I'm like, we should walk this way. And the dog's like, I disagree. <laughs> and the dog would win. So that's fair. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about being able to scoop a pet that, um, it's appeals nice. to me. That makes oh, sense. Oscar, you don't want to do what I'm doing. Yoink. Now you don't have a choice, but a good time was had by what was the best meal you had? I always, that's, that's always how I judge being me. That's always how I judge these things. What was the best meal you had whilst did you go to the place to get the seafood, whatever? No, we stayed in a different part of the Cape. We stayed lower Cape. We'd never stayed there before. Um, so that was very sleepy, very quiet, very not touristy. Um, we found a bunch of new places, none of which I would particularly rave about. We had lunch one day. Well, I guess it was early dinner at a, a, su- at a sushi restaurant. Okay. And when I go to the Cape, I don't think sushi no. necessarily. But you do think seafood. Yeah. And so they certainly have very fresh seafood. And this is sort of like a more modern style sushi bar. And again, tapping into the Cape's limitless supply of extremely fresh seafood. And so this was probably some of the best sushi maybe I've ever had. It was very, very good. I had an old fashioned to go along with it. Um, It was the best meal, I would say, of the trip. Although I wouldn't say it was particularly great. And the other meals definitely paled. In comparison, we went the first night actually to a Mexican bistro. Um, and that doesn't again, that doesn't sound like like okay. Cape Fair either. Um, but again, I, I got uh, Mahi Mahi tacos and I believe uh, the missus had a uh, some sort of cod taco. Um, and those were both excellent, very spicy, very 
I assume, sort of traditional Mexican bistro hotter than I think either of us were prepared for. But I really enjoyed it. Mine came with a uh, it was like, I don't know if it was a sauce or a salsa, but it was habanero based. OK, and that it was it was hot. Yeah. But the thing. I, I don't know that I something about it. I was able to appreciate the flavor of the habanero, though. So just it wasn't like overwhelmingly hot. It was hot. But I also could appreciate the difference in flavor that you get from a habanero than you do other peppers. And it was ultimately very well done. I was very pleased. I I was kind of surprised by it. I, I enjoyed it. Again, overall, probably hotter than I, I was looking for. Sure. But, but it turned out pretty good. Has there been something that you've eaten that has been too hot to actually eat? Yeah, absolutely. Somebody brought some ridiculous chicken wings when we were in college. I took one whiff and I was like, yeah, I'm not putting those in my mouth. Yeah. Was that where somebody was running around with their mouth open to get the airflow? As we oh, yeah. yeah. We, we, I handed those off. Yeah. Uh, as someone who doesn't eat sushi. As a novice. If I were to put myself in your hands, as I know you are supposed to do with a sushi chef, was that omakase or whatever that's called? Um what would you recommend? Um, well, if you were my wife, uh, it was your first time going to a sushi place with her. She would insist that you eat the raw octopus sushimi immediately as the first thing. Uh, Why? That was what she did to me on my first date with her. And, well, it's just been a wild ride ever since, DC. Was it good? Yeah, it was all right. I never had sushi before in my life, and that was my introduction. Was it still wiggling? Yes. Yeah. Could you feel it in your throat? It was terrible. It was horrible, DC. Horrible. No, I don't I don't remember actually wiggling at all. It was fine. It was but I remember being, oh God, what is this chick gonna make me do? But as I've told her once a long time ago, and I've told her certainly more recently, the one the thing that I like about her more than anything else is she makes me do things I would never do. Good for you. She makes me a better person. Oh, you. She expands my horizons. That's always As well nice. as my penis. I'd like to point out that he toasted with his coffee mug as he did that. <laughs> like clear eye above his head. Uh, I almost had coffee coming out of my nose there. Oh, man. I missed you. I'm glad you had yeah. a good vacation. Um, what I'd were like you up to, point, to? I'd like to point out you didn't answer my question. But that's okay. What was that? What was the question? You you pivoted to what your wife would do as oh, a sushi um, thing. Mm, well, I mean, because it's difficult. I would probably try to see what your comfort zone was in terms of types of fish. But I don't know. Sometimes giving people too information is too much. Because if yeah. they start thinking about the idea of eating raw eel, they might be like, oh, no way. No way. That sounds, oh, no. See, to me, that doesn't sound bad. Like yeah, I, the eel's I, actually quite tasty. I don't think I would like sushi. Um, but then again, I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, I think what I would do is cause I, I like a California roll is sushi without any raw fish in it. So mm-hmm. like you could do something like that. Is that what a California roll is? Mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. Um, or if not, you know, something similar to that, it do exist. So you could get one of those, but like, that's sort of cheating. That's not really the thing. Um, I would definitely say I would probably get something like to me, like the epitome of sushi is 
some sort of spicy tuna roll because if you're only going to try it once, that's the one thing you're ever going to put in your mouth. I feel like to me, that's that's probably the thing. And then just to make sure that there was something that you also would enjoy eating, I would probably recommend some sort of tempura roll. Mm. So you have the fried shrimp mm. and you're not you know, worried about all of this is raw and fishy. If you like fried shrimp, there's nothing not to like about a, sh- a shrimp tempura roll. Do, so, do you find sushi to be fishy? See, it's weird because it is raw fish. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't find it particularly fishy. No. Every cooking video I've ever seen with seafood, they say, if it smells fishy, it's bad. Don't yeah. eat it. No. Fresh, I don't think it is. fresh fish has no aroma and shouldn't taste fishy. Right. I will say, like, I think the one place where you get tripped up a little bit is not the smell, um, but the texture. Um, by the time you're, I think a few pieces is no problem. Um, but like if I'm eating like a whole couple of rolls, by the time I'm getting to the end of that second roll, yep. I might be like, okay, this is the texture is now soft, sure. a little mushy. And that's that to me, that's how you can tell the difference between great sushi and okay sushi. Because again, most of the sushi places I've gone, I've never been served bad sushi that no. I can tell anyways. Sure. Um, but the really great sushi is cold and crisp and like you don't even really notice the okay sushi you get to the again you get the end of that second roll and it's like it's mushier than the good the real good stuff is you know what i mean there's something about the texture that's not right as much okay that i associate with less fresh not necessarily bad no less fresh i i feel like we've had sushi again tall guy comes up on the show again uh but i think he ordered and he ordered poorly as one would expect. So have you not learned that lesson about tall guy yet? Uh, apparently you have now but at that time, perhaps you had, I not. think we wanted to try sushi. So we went to the hibachi place and we wanted to kind of expand our palate, which hibachi place, the one we went on new year's Eve that time. Oh, uh, okay. That place is okay. Yeah. I was worried you were going to the hibachi place in that, in the small, you know, are you familiar with the small lingo? No. The small? That's the mall over by uh, the closest to school. Oh, yes. The mall I grew up with. Yes. We call it the small. Okay. I didn't know that. I could have yeah. figured that out had I thought about it. No, not that place. No. Yeah, that if place I'm, is if I'm atrocious. Eating, if I'm eating at the small, as you call it, which was, again, the the mall local to where I grew up. Papa I mean, John's? Papa Gino's. Oh, Papa Gino's. How yeah. dare you? Sorry. I was never big How on either Papa John's or Papa da- Gino's. Oh, man. Papa Gino's, the Wednesday, I have eaten at that Papa Gino's. The so Wednesday night, all you can eat pizza buffet, where they just you just go up and you pay your one price, and then you can just keep going up and getting slices. I am pretty sure after working at summer camp, we worked. You know, there was there were the events where some of the little kids could stay, and it wasn't an overnight camp, but they could stay late. We roasted marshmallows. We went. It must have been like 8.30. A bunch of us from camp went. I think between four or five of us, we ate six pizzas. That's awesome. They just There was a, there was a time when I was, it was, it was probably, I was, it was definitely in grad school. You were, I think, gone at this point. Yeah. Um, off living your, your life as one does. Um, <laughs> and the arsacist and I were still involved in the improv group. Yes. So we would go to the meeting still. I don't remember what day of the week it was. But he would come up and we would go to a pizza place that was 
only slightly off campus, basically on campus. They because they would do a night where it was not all you can eat pizza and and wings. Oh, and we would do that like weekly uh, for like that entire semester or two. That was that was a good time. That was um, good. You mentioned improv. I so you you mentioned improv and you asked what had been going on. Um. So last week was fine. I spent my week hiding from Twitter and the whole Sasha Naomi trials <laughs> and tribulations. Um, staying clear out of that. It's a work. Yeah. No, it's a shoot. Yeah. Well, it's a shoot that's been turned into a work. Staying clear out of that conversation on the Twitter. Uh, and then last weekend, um, there's some bug that I caught and just recently lovingly gave to my wife. Is it the monkeypox? It is not the monkeypox. I have oh, no, good, I have good. no weird sores that I'm aware of. Actually, no, no weirder than usual. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, was just not feeling great stomach wise. Was a little sick, and so Sunday we we spent much of the day just sort of chilling. I didn't leave the bed until three p.m. Like, and so I went on to Z Library, which yep. you have recommended yep. a couple weeks ago. And was just sort of exploring, and I just randomly typed in improv and found one of the books that I remember was my one of my little improv Bibles. And I found, I should bring it, I should bring it up. I found the Herald. Nice. And I was like, oh, and I'm sure we've told this story before. The Herald is a long form improv that I tried to get our improv group to do, and it failed. Oh, it was just it. it I want to know why it failed. Why? Because you tried it on a night when I was not there. Could be. I could have saved it. I guarantee Probably. It. Probably could have. Um, I, I don't, I clearly, I don't think I explained it well. And I was probably dealing with the guy with the deli, selling bell soup at a deli. I, every Definitely. so often, I want to look up those people. Like, there I was. I wish some, I could remember their names. There, Max. Okay. Max is the deli guy. I, well, I remember that. I remember his first. Uh, name. I remember a Rachel who was very nice and pretty talented. Um, yeah, I, I think I remember Rachel. There was Matt. I don't remember his last name, but he did like the, he was kind of the Colin Mockery cause he did like the news thing and always had like the Colin Mockery was this kind the of the guy who never took off his rain jacket. <clears throat> it might be him. I think I just remembered his last name. Now I got to look him up, but, um, you know, and then you had, uh, the twins who I have twins. Yeah, they were twins. Maybe the other twin didn't go. One of them was a twin. I know because I was dating. Because oh! I was dating a girl, and then when we, I forgot, that and then when he, we I forgot end, that he had a brother. Yes, he has a brother. And then when we ended, she started seeing him. Um, the brother? No, the guy in the improv group. Oh, so they did end up seeing each other. I believe, I, as far as I know, they may still be together. Not that I really pay that much attention, but um, but yeah. Hmm. So. Uh, that guy wanted to rip my throat out for a couple of years. That joined the club. You want to rip my throat out? Not lately. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But no, he I'll take that. Uh, I'll no, uh, he he and I he and I were not were not particularly chummy at at certain points. <laughs> Usually at, around the after the breakup. Anyways. Um but yes, so no, things have been fine. We're okay. Getting ready for the end of the school year. 
Seems um, like you're feeling better, so that's good. I had no voice Sunday. I could barely talk. Um, yeah. When you first came on the call tonight, I was like, oh, he's got a little bit of gravel in there. Yeah. Just a little gravel. Yeah. It's, this is the best it's been. I had to take Monday off because I couldn't. I, was, I would have to try to teach without speaking, which I have done before. It involves me having signs that answer people's questions, which is entertaining for a while because then the kids want to make signs. And we use like 250 popsicle sticks making signs. Um, well, yeah, we're just getting ready. I got three and a half weeks-ish till the end of the school year. So figuring out where these kids are going. Um, we don't talk a lot about politics or uh, major current events, but we have to mention at least what happened in Texas uh, yesterday and our and our thoughts um, going out to those people who are affected, which is everybody. Um, so I made a point today of telling every kid that I loved them, whether they were mine or used to be mine or just randomly kids I saw in the hallway. Um, you have any, you have any, you have, you have any thoughts on the issues? I don't know, man, that you want to share. Just, I'm sure you have it, thoughts on the issues, but I don't even know at this point, DC. Like, I feel like sharing thoughts is like tweeting thoughts and prayers, which is like sure. the most ineffectual thing in the world. But like the reality of it is apparently in this country, you know, we've had a problem for a long, long time. Yeah. But I feel like the, the real turning point was Sandy Hook. Mm-hmm. And it was at that point, And just you know, looking back on it now, I feel like it's at that. That's the inflection point. That is the point at which, as a country, or at least our leaders of this country, said, oh, we're okay with school children being murdered with guns in their place of education. Yeah. And since that was allowed, I like the gun debate is over. Like, if that's okay... And Sandy, apparently, I guess, again, it's been enough time since Sandy Hook. If that's okay, then there is no debate to be had. This place is just fucked, and there's no fixing it. It so. certainly feels that way. Um, it's this whole, you know, it's our God-given right to be able to have weapons. Uh, I, could, I could take some time and pick apart all the different ways that's wrong. Uh, sure. It's not even God given. It's constitutional given or I yes. guess a second amendment given. Yes. But they say that they say there are people out there who claim that the constitution, you know, yeah, you know, was God's gift to the American people. And I'm like, how are we still following a set of documents from 17, the late 1770s? Like, I believe I know, I'm pretty sure those people were smart enough to know, you know what? Stuff's going to change, which is why they gave us the ability to change it. The whole, you know, amendments are kind of their way of saying, oh, you know, yeah. you're going to want to make tweaks. But until there's some serious, serious changes, I mean, we've got a party in this country who literally does nothing but obstruct everything except for making the rich richer. It's the only thing that well, and, and 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 we're just we're still talking about we're reeling still from what the Supreme Court is apparently getting ready to do. 
Uh-huh. And they're all screaming about the sanctity of life. And then this happens, and now they're screaming about the sanctity of freedom. Pick a lane. Pick a lane. You're either pro-life, which is fine if that's how you want to be, but it has to be all life. That means you have to be uh, be pro-universal health care. You have to be pro. No, uh, no, that's socialism these days. You have to be. You have to be pro serious, serious gun reform. You have to. You be don't t- have to be pro any of those things if you're okay being a hypocrite, which all of them are. Yes, but I'm just saying, as someone who and please, is, please, can we can we not call it pro pro life? Can we can we just call it what it is anti choice? They're gonna call it's, it. It's not pro life. That's that's yes, bullshit. But I'm just saying, I would I would at least have. Uh, you know, some amount of understanding if you were, let's say, anti-choice, but you you were defending life across the board because we're we're we are. I'm going to use the term again. We are pro-life until that kid is born, and then that kid is screwed. The problem is you can't be anti-choice and and be in favor of preserving life in every instance because there is going to be an instance. Where a, a, a woman's life, not necessarily a woman, a pregnant person's life is on the line true. as a result Very of a true. pregnancy. Yeah. And so you can't, and there's, you have to, at some point, you have to allow for the ability for someone to make a choice. So there's no way for an anti choice person to be consistent in their beliefs, it's just not possible. So, so yeah, it's, it's a time when you really need to just, you know, people, people ask a coworker today was like, how, how are you doing? You all right over there? I'm good. I just got a bite on my arm. I was checking right. it out. <laughs> little love nibble. Wife. I'm a mosquito. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. You were saying? Um, a coworker was like, how do you deal with this? And I'm reminded of. You know, the emails we get from Nate sometimes about how are you, how do you, you know, keep a positive attitude or how do you just keep going? Uh, you have to find the things, you know, you have to, by all means, be angry about this, be upset about this, try to make a difference however you can. And then there are times where you have to do something else, which is why I'm going to ask you uh, to check your Twitter because I'm going to send you something. That needs to be discussed. That I can do. Hello, Mrs. Manson. Hello. You, you can you, say hello. He said hello to you. Hello, DC. Uh, lovely to see you. I I hear, I hear the 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 island was not as wonderful as you may have hoped it would have been. It was fine. It just didn't really seem like anything. I mean. And it just seems like more of the same stuff over there. There's not much happening. Yeah. It's, you know, when all of the international people come over and work the, you know, work jobs and it's a little busier in the summer, it's a little more happening. But yeah, it's. But I don't like people. uh, That's why we travel in shoulder season. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was nice. We had really nice weather. I would go back. Nothing I said. But is to say I wouldn't go back. We, we, plenty my, of places to explore. My wife and I have discussed that it would be fun 
to take you for a you know if we went for a couple of days and then we could be like oh let's do this let's do that let's actually go to this place or that place stop moving your eyebrows your wife would murder me <laughs> she would not i we don't think be she off would the ferry <laughs> and she would push me overboard i don't think that's true and if she does i will save you <laughs> all right there were lots of life preservers there were there were, there were. Uh, while Mrs. Manson's here, would you check the thing I just sent you? I want to know both of your opinions on this. Since uh, we are- 50% we- sweet, 50% salty, 100%, 1,000 packs. Available 5 slash 26 at 12 p.m. Eastern. Be there or be salty. Ritz Cross Oreo. Please press the play button so you can see it. Oh, it's rotating. And it looks like there's something in the- Is that peanut butter? I think so. So, so it is Ritz with peanut butter it is and half, Oreo cream and the chocolate Oreo cookie. That was it. I looked at it and I went, no. But oh, is that peanut butter? Is it peanut butter? butter? All right, I'd try. If it was cheese, I'd say absolutely not. I, I, I agree with you, DC. But 100%. I try it. I know there are only a thousand packs, but either that or we need to just get a Ritz, an Oreo, and some peanut butter, and you could just make this. Accurate. Although I don't know what sort of peanut butter people you are, but have you heard? Have you gotten rid? We've thrown out like six tubs of peanut butter in the last couple of days because of all the Jif recalls. Oh, I was not aware, but uh, yeah, we don't buy Jif around here. Are you Skippy folks? Yeah, mostly Skippy. Although I'm, I'm okay with Peter Pan and Teddy and um, that Smuckers stuff. I'm okay with all that. Yeah. I don't mind Skippy. I prefer Jif, but that's just me. Jif. To me, Jif, Mrs. Manson does not like um, uh, Burger King because of that flame broiled sure. you know, flavor. And to me, that's what Jif is compared to Skippy. It's It's got that roasted, that fake roasted flavor. And I don't, I don't like that in my peanut butter. Okay. And I don't know that it's probably not fake. I, I, I believe that somewhere they are roasting peanuts probably to achieve that flavor, but that's, that's always what it's equated to in my mind. Well, that's fair. Thank you for weighing in. Gladly. Thanks, Mrs. Manson. So now that we have weighed in on that controversy, do you have anything you want to say about last week's controversy involving, uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi? Would you like, I don't give a shit. Okay. Do you give a shit? I don't give a shit. It's a situation. I I refer everyone listening to this. If you have not heard the comments made by Glenn and Jeremy on the Piece of Business podcast, they are very eloquent. Um, more eloquent than me. I just said I don't give a shit. How much more eloquent than that? Yours was more succinct. They actually go and I I think it's a situation where I don't think anyone did. So, no one handled it right, but there is one person that I think handled it more wrong than others and it's not surprising considering that has happened multiple times would that be sasha who handled it wrong i'm just i'm just, i'm not getting yelled at by people again i've been critical of sasha before and been called a racist and been it was probably my most popular tweet ever because controversy creates cast so yeah but yes, yeah, yeah I, okay. I would say she has a history of taking her ball and going home. And one of these days they're going to go, okay. So, 
but yes, other than that, uh, I there's not much happening in the world of wrestling. Um, and you don't seem to care, even if there was a lot happening in the world of wrestling. Are those strawberry-flavored pretzels? Yep. Flips? I didn't, or something else? Trader something Joe's? Else. They were from Costco. We got to get there. Still have not gone to Costco. It's good. All right. Uh, well, then, if, if there's anything else, you did say you had a question for me, though you may have been lying. <laughs> yeah, I was lying. Okay. Uh, shall we go to the emails? The emails, the emails, what, what, the emails, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. That's where you can send in your emails to have them read live on the air. And our hosts, Doc Manson in D.C., will respond. Uh, We only had three when we started, which was slightly insulting considering we were gone for two a week or so. Uh, but then Glenn came through because he always does, and your wife came through. So now we have five, which makes us feel loved. The first one is from Jeffrey, who does not have Twitter. Top Gun. Hello. You had some interesting opinions in Star Wars last episode. Thoughts on the original Top Gun and the new one. Hope you guys are well. Jeffrey from Massachusetts, who doesn't have Twitter, sent from my iPhone. I think I upset some people by saying that the Jedi's... The danger zone. Yeah. I think I upset some people by saying that the Jedi were religious extremists. Um, you know, but they were. I was going to say, did they argue against it? Did they provide evidence that? No, they did not. Well, then they can be upset. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, here's here's my hot take on the original Top Gun. Hottest of takes, DC. Sure. Haven't seen it. I don't think I've seen it either. There, I. All of the Tom Cruise movies of the 80s, like Risky Business, nope, Cocktail, nope, Top Gun, nope. Uh, Actually, wait, let's go even further. Uh, I haven't seen, I think, a single Mission Impossible movie. I never saw Minority Report. Nope. Uh, This Now I just need to know. Is there a Tom Cruise movie that I have seen? I saw the first Mission Impossible. I saw the second one. The second one was so terrible that I didn't watch any of the others. Um, which is surprising because I, I enjoyed John Woo um, flicks somewhat, but that second Mission Impossible was unwatchable. Uh, I saw The Outsiders because they made us watch it in school. I, I believe I've seen Legend, which has the greatest. Yeah, which has the greatest Satan representation. Yeah, so ever. Legend is good. That's Tim Jerry Curry, Maguire. I saw. Um, I've seen Rain Man. Oh, I really enjoyed. Um. Edge of Tomorrow. Okay. That was really good. That was I a good sci-fi flick. I've probably seen A Few Good Men. I think I've seen Interview with a Vampire. Oh, Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder's good. I did see him in Austin Powers and Goldmember. But yeah. Oh, I've seen Night and Day with him and Cameron Diaz. Um, Interview with nope. the Vampire I saw. Nope. I did uh, not think it was good. For whatever reason, I just have not watched most of tom cruise's work the thing of tom the thing of tom cruise i've seen the most is his thing on james corden where they went skydiving Mm. um yep haven't seen the old one i'm fine with them doing a new one uh i'm glad val kilmer has a part uh 
Yeah, but I don't otherwise, know. Like, I fell out of love with Tom Cruise around the time of the Oprah thing, and then sure. him going deep, deep, deep into Scientology, and then it seemed like Katie Holmes mm-hmm. had to like basically escape in the middle of the night, like yeah, like like it was a abusive cult style thing and like that just really soured me on tom cruise forever and it always kind of boggles my mind that more people don't feel that way about that whole situation were you in love with tom cruise at all in the beginning not really but i was sort of i was more neutral on him like i I think i would have said you know if there was a time there especially i think through those first three mission impossibles and he was probably the biggest movie star in the world you know what i mean and i think he's carried a lot of that with him even now um he's still wildly popular although i I do think you know less so than he was in the 90s yes for sure but and you know that doesn't help that he looks like a literal vampire because like he hasn't really aged at all in 50 years and it's just like but he has aged in that awful plastic surgery sort of way yeah so like you know like that's not good have we discussed the pentaveret yet no we have not um so mike myers speaking of austin powers uh has got a new movie or a new series on netflix yeah. called the pentaveret which i do intend to at least start i do not so you want to talk start. about plastic surgery oh my god yeah mike myers poor mike myers i don't know what happened his face no longer moves he always like, had that kind of look to him but I, I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It It's, you know, he's still very funny and I've enjoyed listening to his interviews and I do want to watch part of the Pentaver just to, you know, to see what it, I don't, I, I'm going to watch. It was sometime least. around the cat in the hat that I decided I didn't have to see anything with Mike Myers ever again. Now I'm checking his stuff out because I did see Wayne's world. I didn't, I was not a Wayne's world person, but I very much enjoyed Austin Powers. My, uh, I enjoyed Wayne's World 1 a lot. Austin Powers was excellent. And I remember Austin Powers 2 being uproariously funny seeing it opening night in the theater. Yeah. But I have not seen it since then. Yeah. I remember a gold member being pretty lousy. Yeah. But. Yeah. I, I've never seen So I Married an Axe Murderer, which makes me feel like I probably should. Didn't like it. But okay. I saw it when I was a kid. And I think the humor in there might have needed to play to an older doc manson yeah uh you know shrek of course was good uh i have seen the love guru i'm sorry to hear that um but uh but yeah you know i i i'm gonna i'm gonna start the first episode did you see inglorious bass turds i did not i do like that he has a role in that because that's not a comedy so I think it's good that he had that role. But yeah, uh, I hope people enjoy Top Gun. If that's the kind of movie you're into, it, it's not my thing. Uh, che emails, and based on the subject line, I'm assuming this is mostly for Doc because it's called Manga Mania. Evening, Doc and Durango. I've just finished listening to episode 318, slightly running behind. Have two manga recommendations that I have put in the bestie chat, but on email that I could have put in the bestie chat, but thought an email would suffice. One, Death Note. Pretty famous one, and probably available everywhere you procure your manga. Yes, Death Note is on my short list to eventually read. Two, Bleach. 
Another pretty famous one, easily available. Bleach, I'm aware of, but I wasn't really interested in. If say, Che, get right back. Sell me on Bleach. What about Bleach do you think would appeal to the good doctor? Uh, both have been adapted to anime and film adaptations if they tickle your fancy, too. This week's was going to be a deep one about life, but I'm in a much better mood at the time of writing, so that email can wait. All the best, gents. Che, sent from a nostalgic manga mind. If you had to define manga, okay, what is it? Japanese comic books. Okay. So is it anime and comic book form? Yeah. Ma- manga and anime are the same thing, except manga is comic books and anime is cartoons. Okay. Thank you. Um, I don't know that I ever knew that. Yeah. So, yeah, manga is the print. And, and, and hentai... Comic- and hentai is cartoons for grown-ups. I think hentai can be manga or anime. And yes, it is definitely for adults. Okay. Uh, I will say the interesting thing about manga in general, and this is not universal, right? But I feel like there is more manga aimed at, and I don't mean this in the pornographic sense, there's more manga aimed at adults then there are Western comics. I don't know if that's a hundred percent true, but I feel like a lot of the, a lot of the ones I'm reading anyways are, you know, there's more adult themes, certainly, mm-hmm. you know, more intense visuals that probably would not be appropriate for younger viewers. Um, that sort of thing. I, I, I feel like, I feel like comic books are sort of perpetually aimed at teenagers. In mm-hmm. the Western sense. And that's not 100% true. There certainly are exceptions. Not anymore. But yes. Yeah. But I do, be, I do feel sure. like from what I'm seeing, it seems like a lot more manga is aimed at more mature sensibilities. But that's, I don't know if that's 100% true because I'm sure some of it's just lost in the translation. I'm sure a lot of this stuff is aimed at Japanese uh, teenagers as well. But it just, it seems like the themes and stuff is, is, less appropriate for younger audiences, or at least again, in the books I've been reading. Um, I'm just, and I'm just not aware of too many Western comics like that, that exist. Don't be wrong. There are some like, you know, I guess technically the walking dead and preacher and those sorts of things would be more adult, uh, focused in terms of their themes and things. But, um, you know, the things like the boys certainly exists in comic book form. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not universal, but does it seems like there's more of a market for it in Japan than there is here anyways. It's the impression that I get. And I could be way off. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Sell me on bleach. There we go. Uh, Glenn, with one of his two, this is his last week's email, Unexplained Mysteries. Hi, guys. There's been a whole day of unexplained mysteries, UFO sightings, and urban myths, and it got me thinking. Are there urban myths or strange creature sightings that you believe could be the real deal and which do you think are utter rubbish? Hope you enjoyed your vacation, Doc, and good luck to that new wrestling promoter, TK Matthews. Glenn. Oh, let's just let's just go through uh, some of the common ones that I'm aware of. Uh, and I'd like to know just briefly, yes or no? Is it is it impossible? Let's do the obvious ones first. Bigfoot. No. Loch Ness Monster. No. Jersey Devil. No. 
Chupacabra. No. Uh, the Yeti. No. That's all I know. So. Okay. Do you think any of those are possible? Um, I don't know the dimensions of Loch Ness. Do I believe that there are uh, strange creatures that we are unaware of? Yeah, sure. We have not explored nearly the entirety of this planet, specifically the oceans. Um, but I don't know the dimensions of Loch Ness, that there would be something in the lake that would be big. I am sure they saw something and in the fog or mist or whatever, assumed it was a monster and the legend spread as legends tend to do. I don't think there's some sort of weird monkey man. Um, so yeah, no, I'm not really. I don't think there's a Bigfoot. I mean, this country, like, don't get me wrong. I guess there's plenty of forests out there and there's some, you know, large areas that aren't that inhabited, but it just seems incredibly unlikely that none of these things have shown up on camera or in a good quality photo, given the pervasiveness of cameras and video recording devices these days. It just. Could you wind up seeing, you know, there's a story of people who have chosen to just become hermits and live in the wild by themselves. So like, did you see a very hairy bearded tall guy who happens to live in the woods and maybe thought he was some sort of Bigfoot monster? Okay. Again, at night, like, you know, but most of these, I'm more interested in, you know, unidentified flying objects because they admit something was in the air. We don't know what it is. I mean, that's literally what UFO means. I know. Anything that's a flying object that you can't immediately identify is a UFO. So, of course, they exist, but yeah. it doesn't mean it's unidentifiable. I, it just means it's no. unidentifiable with the information that's provided. Yeah. And I think, you know, most of them probably have a very logical explanation, but I do like that idea more. Yeah. I, will I don't say, think if aliens, I don't think if aliens exist, they're, they're tooling around the Earth's atmosphere. So here's the thing. Aliens definitely exist. That's sure. that's that one thing I will answer yes to. 100% they exist. Um, have they ever been here? That's exceedingly unlikely. Yeah. In any way, shape, or form. So. What's the name of the law? There's some scientific principle that state that essentially proves that aliens exist. The Brady's law? It's something about the idea that just, you know, the sheer number of, if you take the number of stars by the number of habitable planets, like the number is so vast that yes, there has to be some form of life that is growing, even if it's amoebas. Correct. That exist on, you know, that we're presuming that not only do life exist on other planets, but they are far superior in technology than us. Right. Um, Like, you know, and like we've only been around for, how many years dc like what's the history of humanity earliest humans were how many years ago uh between 70 and 100,000 if we're going way back to neanderthals and things yeah 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 oh well yeah even if we go to like the earliest earliest form it's less than you know 1.5 to 2 million years okay 
And so consider uh, how old is the Earth? It's like point four billion, right? Billion years. Right. So like even in within the, the history of this planet. Four point five. I'm sorry. We've been here for an infinitesimally small period of time. Right. So not only not only not only are we are you saying do aliens exist somewhere out there, which of course they do because of how vast it is. But like in a temporal sense, to think that they have a civilization that grew up and survived and didn't nuke itself or, you know, you know, turn the climate against themselves or die out for whatever reason. Like and then for that for value for that to happen, probability wise, for that to happen on the same sliver of time that we've developed and are yeah. here, like that's also incredibly improbable. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like the, the math comes out to four tenths, hundred thousand, four ten thousandths of a percent chance. Uh, we we've been around for four ten thousandths of the Earth. Right. Like, it's just, it's so unlikely. Do it, but again, do I think alien life exists out there somewhere? Yeah. I don't know that it's intelligent, but it's definitely out there. Or it was out there before, or will be out there in the future. Because time doesn't exist, DC. It doesn't? No. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I mean, Einstein's theory of relativity, right? If time changes based off of the speed that you're going, that would imply that time as we understand it doesn't actually exist as a linear forward moving entity. If you can change the flow of time simply by adjusting physical things like speed, it would imply that you can move forward or backwards through time if you knew the right physical things to manipulate. It doesn't actually exist in an unreversible you know, linear flow. So it doesn't exist at all as far as I'm concerned. Does that mean I can stop showing up to work quote yes. unquote, on time? Pretty sure. Yeah. All right. Tell them docs that it was okay. It's a social construct, man. I agree. You just say I have to be here at 830 because that's what we've all agreed. But what if I don't agree? Ghosts man? don't exist. Demons don't exist. Um, yeah. Where are uh, you on? Where are you on parallel universes? Um, Maybe. Probably. Why not? Some, sometimes I feel that you see like that shadow out of the corner of your eye and people are like, oh, it was a ghost. I'm like, or it was, you know, there's a, there's an earth that's parallel, but just on a different plane of existence. And you had just happened to see in that moment, you happened to look into another reality, man. Is life a simulation? That I'm more likely to say yes to. That's why sometimes when I like watch the baseball game, it seems like they only do well when I'm not watching. Because I, if this is a simulation, it's all about me. Glenn chimes in again, this time, the sound of music. Hi, guys. By the time this goes out, the POB special on Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band with Simon will have dropped. Which leads me to my question this week. You both each could do a podcast on one album. What would it be? It doesn't have to be your favorite, but the one you feel would be most interesting to talk about for an hour. Thanks, Glenn. I feel like you appreciate music more than I do, at least at this. Like, is there an is there is there an album that immediately comes to your mind as something you could spend an hour talking about? Um, if I had to choose one, it would probably be "Greatest Stories Live" uh, by Harry Chapin. 
I feel like there's enough to talk about there in terms of Harry and his life and, you know, the things he did for you know, various uh, world hunger organizations, you know, talking about his music. One of the things I love about uh, Harry Chapin is it wasn't so much about hitting the right notes as it was, you know, hitting the notes that would resonate all the way back in the cheap seats, metaphorically speaking. Um, so there's a lot there to talk about. And of course, each of his songs really tells a story sort a lot of times in a narrative sense. And so to be able to talk about what those stories actually, you know, are, and then some of them are based in, you know, are, are sort of autobiographical. So being able to talk about how that fit into his life or didn't, or, you know, I think there's a lot to talk about there that I think could be very interesting. Okay. The last of the protest singers. What a guy. Harry Chapin. You don't know him. Look him up. I like him a lot. See, my answer would be, especially if it was us, Bad Hair Day. Oh, yeah. That'd be a good one. 1996, Weird Al I'm like, we could do As a I podcast. through the valley where I harvest my grain. I take a I take look, a look at my, at my life, life and realize she's it's very plain. plain. But that's just, just perfect, perfect for, for an, an Amish, Amish like, me. like me. You know, I shot fancy things, things like, like electricity. electricity. And for 30, 30 in the in morning, morning, I'm milking I'm cows. cows. Jebediah feeds the chickens and Jacob, Jacob plows, plows fool. fool. And I've been milking and milking plowing, and plowing so, long so long that even Ezekiel thinks, thinks that my mind, that my mind is, gone. is gone. I'm a man of the land. I'm into discipline. Got a Bible, Bible in my hand and a beard on my chin. So I finish all of my chores and you and finish thine. Tonight, tonight we're going to party, party like it's 1999. Oh, man. I love that song. Welcome to the Weird Al podcast, where each week we do an entire episode on one song. Next week, since you've been gone, that's a good one. They're all good. I'm like, I looked it up, and I was like, "Yep, Gump." You could talk uh-huh. about Gump. Everything you know is wrong. That's a good one. The night Santa went, Santa went crazy. There's our hol- our holiday issue. Like, love it. Oh man, Christmas uh, yeah. at Ground Zero is another good one. Oh, the button has been pressed. The radio just let us know that this is not a test. Ah, good times. Thank you, Glenn, for both of those emails. Uh, Mrs. Manson chimes in with R&R. As I'm sure Doc will mention in his piece of positivity this week. Oh, she's spoiling it now. Usually it's me who spoils it, but I believe she's going to spoil it. Or she's at least just hoping that you mention this as the piece of positivity. Uh, Last week, we enjoyed a few days away on the Cape Cod. We stayed in a nice B&B and explored the shops and restaurants on Main Street and took a day trip out to Martha's Vineyard. Although Backdoor Donuts was closed when we were there, we did have some great ice cream at Mad Martha's. Not my favorite ice cream on the vineyard, but I digress. The ferry trip to and from the vineyard on a gorgeous sunny day was also a highlight for me. All in all, a nice few days away. Our last night there was a bit less restful, though. Uh Uh-oh. After a busy day walking all over creation visiting Martha's Vineyard, we came back to our room and fell asleep early, only to be woken up a few hours later by our neighbors, who we overheard having a fantastic time. Three fantastic times from what I overheard. Ask Doc, he'll make you feel uncomfortable about it. Love you both bunches, Mrs. M. They were doing it, D.C., And was it good for both of them? 
So it was good for him. What about the other? <laughs> I don't know. I assume it was good for them both, but I don't know. They were very noisy, very noisy. Could you hear the motion of the ocean, or just? Oh the... yeah, bang, bam, 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 bam. The, you know, that we're and it's an old bread and bed and breakfast, right? So like some of the furniture is kind of old. Yeah. So like I'm just like I'm just sitting there and I'm just like they're go- they're going to break the fucking bed like it's where they're going to come through the fucking wall like it was yeah it was hammer time it was it was pound town over there at DC. Are you suggesting that you've never? I've never gone to pound town. Are you quieter about it? Um. <laughs> hmm. I don't feel like I've ever made quite a show of it whilst in a shared space. Okay. In my own home, hanging from the chandelier, DC. As you have a God-given right to. Absolutely. I will will defend that right. (laughs) I don't know that God gave you the right to bear arms, but if you want to arm chandeliers, you go ahead and you do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, I am sorry to hear that. Um, Did you applaud at the end through the wall so they could know that you were I thought about it. I thought about it. When Mrs. Manson was laughing so much, there's no way they didn't hear her. I don't know. That was actually what woke me up. I didn't get woken up by the sex, but she was awake (laughs) and then she was laughing and the laughter is what woke me up. Maybe they were making a video. And And I think think she was like, I don't remember what she said. She said something to me. Oh, I think she was like, I think they're having sex. And this was like right after I had woken up. So I was barely awake, you know, it's like I was just quiet and I was listening for a few moments. And and then I think this this really made her crack up because I was just again I was real quiet I was just listening and I think I was just like yeah there's no mistake in that <laughs> she just lost it <laughs> she just started laughing um so that that was yeah mm-hmm. three times yeah I was mean there, I was... think I think there was a one time perhaps to completion before I was awake I only counted uh, two but... I was gonna say. Was there a break for like bagels and orange? There was definitely some time. There was definitely a break between two and three. I I, I don't know what the guy was talking about. His voice carried. He was carrying some sort of heated conversation. I couldn't make out the words for the most part. But at one point, he definitely said, he definitely said something like, if somebody tells you to go fly a kite, that's all I heard. I don't know what that was about, but I definitely heard that between the second and third rounds. If somebody tells you to go fly a kite, you suck their dick. I, I don't know. I don't know where he was going with that, but maybe they're from a, a different land. Maybe, you know, uh, they had uh, the the POB and the AWI pod had a uh, combined show where Glenn challenged them on their British euphemisms and vocabulary. Maybe go fly a kite means something else uh, in another land. So mayhaps. Well, you didn't want to try to get into a competition with them. I thought about it, but I was tired. Fair enough. Uh, we got an email while we were uh, recording from Bosk. Hello, Bosk. Sent from my iPhone. Hey there. Hey there, Bosk. Uh, well, 
I apologize if Mrs. Manson did spoil um, the sex marathon that you were going to mention as your piece of positivity. Uh, do you have something other than that that you would like to chat about uh, today? What's going well in the life of Doc Manson over the last few weeks? Mm, vacation was nice. Mm-hmm. Vacation was nice, and now I've got. Did you to, come back? You did know. you come back feeling rested and ready to get back to work? No, no, not at all. Yeah, I never want to go back to work ever, ever. We had that discussion. We had that discussion at the ice cream place. Yeah. Maybe maybe sometime in the next week or two, we should go back to the ice cream place. Yeah. I start teaching summer school on the 31st. Ah. Uh, I've still been, you know, trying to finish up the lab manual, which we're going to run for the first time during the summer. I haven't even begun looking at lecture slides for the lecture portion of the course. So I'm feeling woefully unprepared there. Uh, haven't finished the homework assignments for the lab side yet. Haven't even started looking at making exams for the lecture. I, I, I got. Hey, hey, in a couple of weeks, I'll be done and I can help you. I've made tests before. I, I lecture. I've, I've made a Google slide or two in my day. You let me you give me a week. You tell me the topic. I will make you gold. Thank you, DC. I appreciate that. Gold. I appreciate that. Um, I'm glad to know that vacation was good. I did think of you multiple times last week and hoped you were having a stellar time. Were you out mowing the lawn in the heat this weekend? I also thought of you at that point. I did I did mow on uh, Sunday, I think. So that was in the afternoon when it was getting a little cooler. Why? Go do it in the morning. What are you doing going out in the afternoon? Because no, Saturday was super hot. So actually the morning was pretty hot um, uh, and it was supposed to be cooler on Monday. So I figured later on Sunday it would be already be cooling down. And it kind of yeah. was. It kind of worked out. All right. It did. It kind of worked right. out. We did not leave the house very yeah. much. I went out and got food a couple of times. Uh, let's see. What is going on that? Uh, it's not fun being sick, although my voice is held. I was a little worried my voice was going to disappear halfway through this recording, uh, which is why I've had two. Aha. Blueberry pomegranates. Aha. Um WWE 2K22 continues to be enjoyable. Um, I I will point. I will mention. Uh, uh, thought about it, and then I was like, "Is it positive though, or am I just going to wind up complaining?" Hmm. What's your piece of complainativity? I don't want to do that. I don't want to be negative. Um. I'll say this. Uh, I work in a school with youngsters. I remember vividly uh, the day that my principal, who is now my big boss, superintendent, popped his head in to tell me that there had been a shooting at a Connecticut school and that there was not a lot of information. I went to college with one of the teachers from Sandy Hook. Um, and so, you know, these things always hit home. Uh, I will say that I appreciate the fact, I don't know that it's going to get us anywhere, but I appreciate the fact that people seem to be, uh, 
getting more and more angry and taking that anger publicly. So Connecticut has a Senator Chris Murphy. Uh, don't love him. Nope. But he, he made a, you know, impassioned speech in front of the Senate. Again, not sure it's going to get anywhere. Um, I'll, I'll throw out uh, Coach Steve Kerr of the Golden State Warriors did a very impassioned speech during a pregame interview about everything that's going on. Um, and it was nice to get to a school. And yes, there were teachers commiserating and there were a lot of hugs and things um, because we all can remember. I, I work with people who were in school you know, during the time of Sandy Hook. So they have a whole other level of fear about this type of thing. Um, but it was nice that, you know, when the kids came in, nobody talked about it. None of my kids knew what had happened, or at least they weren't talking about it. Um, and it was nice to be able to spend the day. My day's focus was reminding them that school is a happy place where they are loved. And so we took that extra 30 minutes and went outside and played on the playground. Like we made love wins posters and hung them up around the building. Like we, you know, the curriculum was less, far less important today than it is on most days. Um, and that was healing. So, you know, you, you have these moments where you're numb to this sort of thing because it happens so often. It's day 145 of the year, the, uh, the calendar year, we had over 200 shootings in the United States and they just arrested, uh, a Texas high schooler who had automatic weapons in his car. So, you know, again, I don't know that this is going to fix anything, but there were things that made my heart feel a little better uh, over the past 24 hours. And I'm grateful for that. So that is what I will say. Uh, as we complete here, I actually know the number, our 320th episode, the big 320, Doc. Woo! Light them if you got them. Smoke them up if you get to 320. Woo! 320! Yeah, we're 100 away from episode 420. Oh, I'm not a Have big... Have you ever been under the influence of the marijuana? I'm not a big drug guy, DC. I didn't, I didn't know. I think a hundred in 100 episodes, we should at least try. I, I keep telling Mrs. Manson that as soon as it becomes legal to procure it here, because I'm not driving to Massachusetts. I'm just too lazy. <laughs> But again, I'm not interested in smoking marijuana. I have no interest in destroying my lungs or just reeking of marijuana because it's it stinks, DC. But edibles. But edibles, Edibles. on the other hand. um, Uh, I have been offered edibles by my father many times. (laughs) Yeah. Like every time I'm at the house, he's like, you want to take this bottle home with you? I don't need them anymore. And he's trying to push <laughs> edibles on me. I am interested in having my ex- and Mrs. Manson doesn't seem that interested. She's had her experiences. She's like, I mean, we can get you a box of checks if you want, because that's where you're going to end up. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I, part of me is interested. I, I think there would be something to be said for episode 420. <laughs> you, would, you and I, like we start the show, we're like, all right, here it is. Let's have this. And then just see where the conversation takes us. I'll be one of those idiots who eats, you know, the portion size. And I'll be like, I'm not feeling anything, DC. And I'm just going to eat one more. Oh, I'm not feeling anything. Maybe I'll just have one more. And I'm tripping balls. The walls are coming in. The alligators no. are cleaning my toes. We will, we will, hour, hour two. You ever seen the Fisher King? Yes. Yeah. Hour two. 
<laughs> CC and Doc <laughs> are lying naked in the grass. <laughs> podcasting we have the headphones on we've got the omnidirectional microphone and we're like man the grass feels good on my bare ass i can't wait all right well we thank you for joining us on this episode uh we hope you are well we hope those you love are doing well and we hope we were able to offer uh some amount of entertainment uh on a week where we sorely needed it doc manson anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night you like to have your thoughts read on the air, send us an email, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Listen to our entire back catalog of episodes. Go to your favorite podcast repository and look for DDT Wrestling. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you, head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling to give just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It does help us keep the lights on, and it keeps this podcast train a chug a luggin'. He is Doc Manson, at Doc Manson. Love him and give him praise. My name is Durango Canyon Matthews, at the DC Matthews. Thank you for joining us. Have yourselves a heck of a week. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be a bestie? Cha-cha-cha-cha. Go fly a kite. Ooh.